I can't help it that I look good, smell good, woo, can't dance all night long. Uh, you've been talking to the apes and the giraffes and chimpanzees again, haven't you? Yes, I'm excited! Hey, what's up, everybody? Fast Freddy here for a special Wednesday night version of Fast Freddy Rocks Youngstown. We had to move the podcast to Wednesday, moved it up a little earlier tonight. And one of the reasons is with me is my friend Basil, the what's comedian. Up? What's going on, Basil? Freddy, good to be here with you. This is unbelievable. It was a toss up with a threesome with two beautiful chicks that I met on the plane or you. I went with you. Okay, well, listen, if you really are looking for a threesome, we have a third coming a little later on here <laughs> can, this afternoon. I, so I so get wait. ready. We do have a surprise guest. I had to, dra- I had to drag somebody out of retirement to come down here wow. today. So uh, wow. it is a, it's going to be a special event, and I think the whole reason he's here is just because Basil is in the house. Well, I got to be honest with you, Fred. I, I am full, full of suspense right now wondering who the hell it is oh it'll pay off you'll be happy it'll to see him when off. he gets here <laughs> it, it'll be a big payoff you'll, you'll be glad you'll be glad I, I think everybody will be happy everybody will get a kick out of our uh special guests here a little later on plus i have a feeling he's been drinking this afternoon oh i think that's on, good. On, on, top, oh, right on top of it all i think and he has been uh he's been drinking this afternoon oh, so that is uh God. really good that is really good uh speaking of drinking i see we have some uh bourbon here what do we got here uh, today joe Oh my God, Sazerac! Sazerac, what? You you a fan of the Sazerac? Uh, no. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a fan of the Sazerac, but it's free booze, and I'm a fan of that, Fred. Hey, you know the motto: "If it's for free, it's for me." It's there's no two ways about Times it. Times so are I, tough. I'm I'll take three. To all of you people yeah. Okay. Right the Sazerac. We got the Sazerac. There you go. And uh, we also got to do a little special ceremony here because these glasses, as you see, yes. are from the um, White House Navy mess. And uh, a buddy of ours, James Minoski, uh-huh. is the one of the top chefs at the White House. No kidding. And these are uh, a little, uh, we usually do a toast wow. to veterans to start the show. God bless and, our uh, veterans. Thank and, you for your service, and all this of you. is uh, right from the White House mess. Thank you I don't so know much. If, uh, I don't know if the contents had anything to do with Hunter Biden. I don't know if they're going to. No, there would have been a little side of cocaine. Oh, okay. Obviously. On a shelf somewhere by a library. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Listen, Fred. Yeah. I I don't want to complain or anything. Okay. Then don't. uh, This weather. No, I got to talk about the weather. Oh, okay. This is bullshit. It is. I am not used to this kind of warm, cold, warm, cold. And when I got off the plane in Pittsburgh, I, I. I don't know how to tell you this. As I got on the jetway, <laughs> my penis went in my body cavity for warmth. And it surprised me because you don't want to look in your pants and not find a penis. You know, you look at her, <gasps> but thank God, Fred, it left a note. <laughs> and the thing is, what impressed me most was the penmanship. For a one-digit type thing, it was a right. you know, see you later, love penis, and I'm like, oh my god, what a beautiful okay. Was it book. written in your handwriting? Well, you know that old joke about yeah, he's writing your name in the snow, but it was my wife's handwriting. Boom, or, yeah, boom. right. Thank you. No, it was his own. I can't okay. believe it. Wow. How that penis literally got. <laughs> I haven't a clue. I haven't a clue. <laughs> so uh, coming up this weekend, coming yes. up on Saturday, you have the big uh, show coming to Robbins Theater. Yeah, I, uh, I'm very excited, man. This is it. We're doing a filming for, um, you know, for Netflix. Uh, 
they asked, what do you want to do? Where do you want to do it? Um, this was my first big Netflix special. And I say, you know what? I got to be honest with you. I thought it sucked that the administration didn't send anyone really, let's be honest, to do anything about what happened with the derailment, right? Right. And I said, screw that. I'm coming to do a show there. And they said, well, you know, you, if you want, you could do something in Cleveland because yeah. you're from there. You got your comedy start right. there. You could do something in Charlotte. You could do something in, in Miami. You can do something in you know New York or whatever. I said, no. When have we ever done a special at a Youngstown Warren? I'm asking. Well, it's usually I, every event I think we do is special. So, well, I mean, yeah, but it's know. a live. When have you ever seen a taped appearance? being for, for international and national TV. So I wanted to do something special. And that's why I decided. Right. And, and thank goodness. But then Biden found out that you were coming. Ed, so then he has to come a couple weeks earlier and just, you know, yeah, steal yeah. your thunder. Yeah, He I said, know. oh, well, Basil thinks he's going to go down there to and, and come to town and maybe go down to East Palestine or something. But here's well, the good yeah. thing. He's already forgotten <laughs> that he's been here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're good yeah, to go. I'm good to go. There's right. no two ways about it. He is he's happy that he's here. He came. He thinks he came. He doesn't remember that he came. You know. You know, I was just happy that he didn't mix up the people from East Palestine as Palestinians. <laughs> That's all I'm picturing. He sees the devastation. Does he know that he's in Palestine, East Palestine? Is it you know, but he, he pulled out okay. Well, the, I heard in his speech he warned the Jews not to come in. You know, yeah, do not bring a rail car into this area. <laughs> so I wanted to do something special. And that's why I really, did, to be honest with you, that's why I did this special here. Saturday night, Robbins yeah. Theater, man. Yeah. I'm so excited. My director's coming in tomorrow. Um, and uh, a film crew that we hired because it was up to me. If I would allowed Netflix to go ahead and film it on their own, mm -hmm. uh, I would have had to give them three years of exclusivity. Now, since I flipped the bill, yeah, I only give them one year of exclusivity. They got to pay for what I pay for, so I'm excited about that. And then I can sell whatever I want, but I wanted something special. And man, have you people showed up? Thank you. I mean, now uh, how many years have you been playing the Youngstown area? Oh, how many? Dude. How many years have we been Over doing 20. this now? Over 20. oh easily over twenty. Over Come 20. on, I you mean, know, from from the days when you were on the other radio station right? with uh, the Wolf, right? And then uh, you know, back when you and I were listening to guys shoot out their car windows and women having sex with each other <laughs> just for a pair of tickets, just to for see a pair Basil. of tickets to see, and right. why not? You know, if you're gonna go ahead and break your lesbian cherry. Let it be with us, Fred. Exactly. And thanks for sharing it on the airwaves with <laughs> us as well. We problem. definitely appreciate it. It didn't, it was a bonding thing for me and Basil as well. So it was, uh, this is Freddie and I sitting event. looking. We're like what? next to each other, and I'm over <laughs> Freddie's shoulder. I'm like, Oh my yeah. God. I don't know why he's staring at the microphone. He's staring yeah, at the there. phone. He's just, you know, it's like, we're just staring at the speaker from the phone going, <laughs> what is going on oh there? Oh my God. This is the most yeah. beautiful thing I've ever heard. You know. And then after that, then uh, you had to give somebody a toe job Yeah. and you put an open with your foot fetish. You put an open invitation out there yeah. for, uh, come on in, honey, ladies, yeah. and uh, we'll give you a toe job if you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, I'm the best. I'm Basil. And Nobody... I'll never forget yeah. about and then we, we did get a taker on that. Oh, yeah. We... God. Who was also a truck driver at one time. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I believe, played linebacker for the Browns for a season she or did. two. She did. She <laughs> did. 
you know, with a tattoo on her back, love mama. (laughs) (laughs) And she walked in and she kicked off that shoe and said, Basil, I'm here for my toe job. Let's go, buddy. (laughs) And I mean, like right now. Yeah, it was uh, an unbelievable time. It really was. It was a lot of fun, man. It it really was. And, you know, some of the other fun things we did. Well, one of my favorites we used to do is when the OJ trial was on. And you used to do Jim, James Brown, soul brother number one, James Brown doing the recap, the daily recap of the OJ trial. That was probably the one of the craziest things to do. I mean, my eyeballs came down past my <laughs> cheeks because I was so tired because I had to do national syndication, then armed forces radio. Then I had to wind up doing all the stuff. It was at a WPLJ, if I'm allowed to use another call letters. Wound up doing that and out of New York, which was my syndicator. And then I would call you periodically. Good God almighty. Uh, that's really, let me tell you what people went went down. It's in the Big Bird, Marsha Clark, along with Big Bird, Deputy Darden, Sushi Man, Ito, Sober, number two, Johnny Cochran. If the Pearl Bailey, <laughs> they were talking about a thing called DNA, also known as the Nun. Now that the Nun has a thing called the G-Track, G1, G2, G3, G4, G5. Sushi Manuel, he jumped back on, hey, you sung my battleship. <laughs> ah, this is James Brown. Take it away. <laughs> I mean, I was doing that for a whole uh, year. Yeah, Dude. Yeah, thanks to the juice, man. You made a couple extra bucks from the uh, juice, couple. man. Yeah, you know what? To be honest with you, I made a ton of money. It paid uh, for a good portion of my home. It paid for furniture for my home. And it was probably one of the most magnificent things that we ever had to do. And it was fun to do. And then, you know, uh, listen... But you and I have been friends for so long, and I love because I can goof with you. Yeah. I could text you for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> hey, my ass was hurt, and I was thinking about you. You know. <laughs> right. And then you and I went racing one time. If you remember on the go karts. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. And yes. I'm sitting there, and I am an asshole when I'm on go karts. I will cut you off. And I remember that we went to one of them places, but they were real stricklers with the rules. Remember? Yeah. They I were. Did. They, I think they finally shut us down and chased they us did. away. They did. You know. Remember, we were having so much fun, oh but God. they were like, "Oh, you can't bump into people." You can't. What's the purpose? Rubbing is racing, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And they just didn't get that. They didn't understand. Freddie. Not in the least bit. And yeah, the we thing- were supposed to have that big extravaganza. And we I think we made one lap or two laps around the track. Before and even with our to- broadcast, we're, we're, we're even giving these people like a free broadcast. Hey, come on. Oh, that, that, you know, great. Uh, they great didn't little, care. Uh, you know, they uh, didn't care, Freddie. Great uh, racetrack we, we, we got going there, on here. We had sitting there laughing. People are laughing oh. at us. And, yeah, and then they're waving the flag and all this <laughs> bullshit. And it was like, come on, man. It was fun. It, it was supposed to be fun, and it was and supposed it was. to be a little wild. And it lasted like one lap, two laps, and then that was it. I think we went two laps, if I remember correctly. And then we all got back in the van and went back to the radio station, and that was it. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, you came too soon. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. And of course, one of the legendary things that we had was the wheel of spank. Oh, you know, remember, we would do that. the morning show from the ice house. We would start the day off six o'clock in the morning, and this is when we still had a lot of people on on second shift. Sure. So we had a lot of people from second or third shift, midnight shift, you right, know, right. people from midnight shift will be getting off of work at six o'clock and they're headed right to the bar. <laughs> and we would have, the bar would be jam packed. Absolutely. With people. You couldn't, you couldn't fit a, 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 another seat in the bar. And we were doing the wheel of spank. 
and we had this wheel, and you would spin the wheel. And you're going to get smacked with a rub, the leather glove. The leather glove. The kielbasa. Yes. <laughs> with a crop. Yeah. There was riding also crop. the riding crop. A Hot Wheels track. The Hot Wheels track was my Hairbrush. We had a hairbrush. The hairbrush was beautiful. And you know what? Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of women loved, loved us for they, that. They really did. And we just had this big wheel there. And you would spin the wheel and whatever you would have to take. with. Oh, then remember we had that one. It was like a big pizza pan. It was like that wooden, big round wooden paddle thing that they served pizza on. Love and, it. And they would bring that out. And Some uh, of the most romantic times I've ever had with the opposite sex was because of the wheel of spank. And I remember we had blind Mike would come by and he would, he would do his thing. And, uh, oh, blind Mike was a good guy, you know, and you, you kind of felt bad for the guy because, you know, it, he, he got, he ran, a, he got into trouble with women a lot because he's just trying to hug him or something. And being blind, the poor bastard didn't know like, what he was grabbing and what he was rubbing against and anything like that. And some of these women really didn't treat the poor blind guy the way that I felt that they should have with the respect that he needed. You see what I'm saying? Especially when they found out he wasn't blind. So, <laughs> yeah. Is that a white cane or are you just happy to see me? I don't Put know. Back yeah, right. So anyways, remember we had him there. Although we we did some stuff with him, not necessarily uh, you and I, yeah, you and I, but the one thing he could do really well mm -hmm. is drive a golf ball. Believe it or not, he really? could drive being a blind. golf ball. Really? Yeah, wow. I mean, he could see some shadows and stuff, but he could he could drive a golf ball. And we would go out to golf outings and stuff, and people didn't want to drive against them because automatically, you know, there's a trick, right? You yeah. know that, Hey, come on, let's see if you can out drive the blind guy, you know? And after they saw him take a couple of whacks, nobody would want to get in. Yeah, on of it, course you know? not. Who wants to but, lose uh, to a blind guy? Oh, we used to have, guy. yeah, we used to do that. You know what you and I need to do? We need to do something for MDA and do some type of a bikerathon. And go ahead, raise money for MDA. I do it with the, the bikers down in Wilmington, North Carolina. I do it mm -hmm. with the bikers down in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and Charleston. We got to do something up here. Raise money for MDA. Yeah, that'd be fun. You know, yeah. and then because it's it's a drink fest. It's a lot of fun. It truly is. Well, do we have to have booze to have fun? I mean, is that, no, is but that it's something you have to it, do? It, does it certainly does booze have to be involved? Do we have to cheapen these events with alcohol, or can we just go out there and have a good time and you know yeah uh we got to cheapen it uh, we've got to cheapen it we got to take it down a level well for me look it's yeah. always nice to have a couple it loosens you up right you know right. it's just fun i'm not saying get drunk because you don't want to get on a bike when you're drunk mm -mm. and that's please don't yeah, ever no, do that or no, behind no, the no, wheel no. of a vehicle and i am not promoting that in any way so please be careful and and drink responsibly whenever you do go and i mean this with all sincerity i've lost two one too many friends that so uh, what is your nice. drink of choice what do you what do you like to sip on when I'm smoking a cigar, grab my day. No, no, I'm not into it. I, listen, I love Uzo, but the thing is, I'll only have it very, very limited. Uh -huh. uh, for the Greeks out there, I love Tsipuro or Raki, which is... And the uh, erection. No, What's not, the erection? The no, erection. It's Raki. No, it's the not erection. an erection. It's oh, uh, Raki, you idiot. Oh, you okay. are so 
God, you're so right. white, it hurts. So, <laughs> Raki, Raki and Sipuro, okay. which Raki and Sipuro, it's like, it's homemade stuff, man. Mm -hmm. And it's made from grapes and it's like really delicious. And there is a company that sells great Sipuro and Raki. Uh, here, I what is it like a wine or is it a flavored liqueur? No, it's, or, it's uh, you know, it's almost like um, it, it's almost like uh, rot gut. Okay, okay, <laughs> it's almost like Greek moonshine, right? But it's smooth. Uh -huh. Like one time, I had uh, I, I wound up having moonshine, real moonshine. Yeah, I did an event for a special for a, fr a friend of mine in Pittsburgh, and he goes, "You ever have uh, some uh, cherries that have been in moonshine for a while?" Oh, love them! And I'm like, "No," and I never had that before. Yeah, and I had about three or four. Yeah, and then we went out for chili, and this is in in uh, Cincinnati. <laughs> okay. And while there, I literally had a dream that Jesus knocked down my door mm -hmm. uh, and beat the crap out of me. Now, was it, what, what was it from the moonshine cherries or the chili? I think the combination of the two. Okay. You know, this is God's way of saying, mm, don't do that again. Yeah. You know, so I wound up like, like that's it. But I love the thing is, I love a good chili. Is there a good place that sells chili? I don't here? know. See, I'm not a chili fan. Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. And I would have given anything that you love chili. Why? Because I'm just sitting here. No, because I know the way. After another. Was that a giveaway? Did you no, think that that's no. just because I'm sitting here no, dude. farting my ass off? You no, think I like chili automatically? You just assume I, that? I would you assume that. Because you yeah. are like me in a lot of ways. I would yeah. assume to like chili. I'm not a big chili fan. I love a good, thick, rich chili. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah, getting back to the, you know, this rot gut you were talking about, this Greek stuff. See, the Croatians have one too called Schlebowitz, and it's plum brandy. Mm. And I think it makes people go plum crazy. If you want to know why people in that area of the world are fighting Serbs against Croatians and stuff, it's the Schlebowitz. Schlebowitz. It's, it, there's no two ways about it. I got to try it, some of that. Does it have like a, a fruity flavor? Uh, it tastes like. Um, it's probably like plum flavored turpentine. <laughs> oh, this is something delicious. along something along those. That sounds delicious. You know, yeah, it plum really flavored does. kerosene. But you know, the people in Campbell can call. No, they can't call in right now. But the thing is, they'll tell you. That, you know, uh, araki or tsipuro is it's even better than uzo. You know, Uzo is delicious. You know, Don't get me wrong. My thing with Uzo was back in the day when it all of a sudden became like the big thing, like Fireball is now. And when Uzo, at that point in time, everybody was drinking Uzo everywhere you went. I think it was snake bites and kamikazes and Uzo. Ugh. Everybody was drinking Uzo everywhere. And I think it got to the point where so many people, that was one of those liquors that people drank it so Ugh. much at the wrong age in Ugh. their life. And it's like they could never drink it again. I wound up taking my last final at Cleveland State. Okay. It was a Spanish final. Yeah. And my mother was in the hospital. Right. And she was in the hospital for a long time. And my father goes, go ahead, stay at the fraternity house. He's okay. Here's a bottle of Uzo 12. Go crazy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you know, Freddie, honest to God, to this day, I have two days missing that I cannot recall what the hell happened because of Uzo. Oh, I believe and to it. this day, I cannot really drink Uzo. You know what happened? I, I had a similar thing with uh, back in the day, Southern Comfort. I love One, Southern Comfort. You love Southern Comfort. You know why? Because you know it tastes good when you throw up. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I don't think I had the right. I don't think I had the same one that you had. I must have got a bad bottle. That's all there is to it. I remember skating, you know, because I'm from New York originally, right? right? So I'd be skating on a pond with a bunch of high school friends and everything. And I would always have like a half pint of Southern Comfort that I would suck down and it would keep you warm and it tasted good. And I loved it. And when you threw up because you got sick, didn't taste half bad. <laughs> Coming up. Southern Comfort, though. I drank it one time. I got sick as a dog no. to this very day. And I'm talking about having drank stuff like Mad Dog. Right. And, you know, all any cheap wine and night train and ripple right. and anything. And, you know, what was the uh, cheap rod gut tequila? El Toro with a little sombrero on the, sure. on the lid. You know, I, I, I went through all of that kind of stuff, but. To this day, man, I mean, if I just even smell Southern Comfort, I, I, I probably almost throw up. No kidding. Yeah. I, let me tell you, Friday Night Lights, so a ball player. So on Friday afternoon, I run to the liquor store. The guy knew me, didn't question it. You right. always got to get a, a fine vintage of Boone's Farm apple or cherry. Right. You know, the vintage I'm talking like. Or Strawberry like Hill. Monday. Yeah. You know, Monday <laughs> right. was the vintage. <laughs> yes. And there'll be a galvanized bucket that we had full of ice. And there'll be tango. Do you remember orange tango? Yeah, I it do. Was like, yeah. It was like Tango was like. Uh, you know, that would be sunrise. something that that would be the only thing that the guy at the at the Middle Eastern market would sell you. And it was just like, so you would come out of the car yeah. and they, what did you get, man? Oh, yeah. I got a, a, a Swiss malt liquor and two bottles of this orange Tango. I love Tango, <laughs> man. It was delicious. And that and that was my booze for the after the game. Got showered, took out my date, wherever party we were. And that's what I drank. And it would yeah. be four bottles of whatever in this galvanized bucket mm -hmm. covered with you know, tin foil. And that was it, bro. That was the date for that night, Friday right. night after right. the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those, those were the lose. days. Win or lose. Absolutely. Okay. So you, you know, so it didn't matter. You didn't get something a little no. more upscale. That's no, that's no. not what you went and said. You know, give me the Mad Dog. No, but I do. You love know, give Brent. me the give me the give me the real Colt forty five instead of the Mickey's never, wide mouths. I never drank a Colt forty five. I never. It works every time. Malt didn't you ever big, see it? It I, works every time. Colt really? forty five works every. I remember time. the commercials? Yeah. But well, who I, was on that? Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. Billy, Billy yeah. D. Williams. Did the yeah. commercials back in the seventies. Oh yeah, you know, and that was like. And then, right. Well, then Schlitz Malt Liquor too. Remember, they had the Schlitz Bull. And remember, it would you know the somebody would walk in and say, "I'd like a Schlitz Malt Liquor," and then the bull would go berserk and. I don't remember that up. one, you know, yeah. but I think it's all regional. You know what was yeah. really big, um, you know, for me as far as the beer, I used to like Tuborg. Yeah. Do you remember the Danish beer Tuborg? I remember it, right? Oh my God, that thing had so much alcohol. That and uh, Moosehead. Yeah, Moosehead was remember crazy. Moosehead? That was like when them first. Like it, nowadays, I think Moosehead would be considered a craft beer. Oh no, no but, two ways. But, but but back then, yeah, it was just like some kind of hey Moosehead because it said moose and then it said head. Yeah. You know, hey, you didn't say hey, give me some head. You yeah, know, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and right. of course, and I wind up doing the voice of Bullwinkle, right? the moose head. I loved Moosehead. Do beer. a little Bullwinkle. Oh it, it, it's, it's, it's your it's your signature. Well, you know Come what? On. I've been doing Bullwinkle now. I think seventeen years. For yeah. Universal Systems, yeah, and you know, there's no new Bullwinkle cartoons, but there right. are always Bullwinkle announcements. Yeah, and the only time I would use Bullwinkle is in the middle of you know sex with a woman, just to slow things down. 
You know, because women today, you women who are listening right now are crazy. You want someone to spank you, pull your hair, talk to you. I can't do that. I'm making love. She's like, talk to me, to me now. I don't want to talk. Talk to me right now. Please don't make, talk to me right now. Oh, screw me, you crazy bitch. See what I'm saying? Slurs it down. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say my name. Say my name. You know, I've been doing that. And one of the best times I ever had. Do you remember there was a series of Taco Bell commercials with Rocky and Bullwinkle? Vaguely. Probably about 15, 17 years ago. So I got the job to play Bullwinkle. Bill Scott died. Yeah. And so they had me, and it was with June Foray, who was the voice of Rocky J. Squirrel. Uh -huh. And she was probably four foot nothing. Yeah. Okay. Great pipes as far as her voice with all the character work that mm -hmm. she looked like a, a, she was a lady, but yeah. with a mouth of a sailor, you know? And I'm sitting there laughing, and I'm I'm literally trying to get this this verbiage down. You get burritos and tacos and feel, and I would screw up the line over and over. Yeah. Finally, this beautiful, wonderful woman would sit there and Rocket J scroll and go, "Okay, smoke, Bullwinkle. Hey, I hope you can get this fucking line right so we can get the shit out of here so we can go drinking." Well, fuck you, you little squirrel. And back and forth, and I have the original that. Oh, I will never send it that, to you. you that has to got come. to be that you, has got to be hilarious. You, have, it was literally five, four minutes, four minutes of her and I going back at each other. <laughs> and she said that was funny, kid. That was real funny. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And the director, uh, the two direct, it was a couple of directors, a couple of producers, and then there was a guy who was working the board, laughing their asses off. And he threw me the dat. And he goes, and it was back then, it was yeah. digital tape. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he goes, here, kid, have this. You'll never have that again. Oh, that is awesome. You know, man. so I do have it. Yeah. I that's still have wild. it, but I will not push it because of June Frey and how wonderful she yeah. was. Yeah. And she was an icon. She was oh, that is, that, that's really crazy. Absolutely. So what does that have to do with all these uh, cheap beers and stuff we were talking about? Well, you know, we got oh, wait, we, the Bullwinkle from Moosehead. Absolutely. That's where we took the turn. And actually, I do yeah. wound up uh, doing some Moosehead commercials out in Canada. I played a guy named Frenchie Farquhar. Oh, geez. And so my hair was crazy. It was out to here, curly as like, And it was uh, funny. And we did it off of Toronto Island. And did the commercials, <laughs> and I loved every second of it. But I love Moose. I remember Little Kings. Oh, Little Kings! That used to be a college thing. It's, oh, it's, if you went, if you went to college in like seventy four, seventy three, anywhere in All that the way area, to like early eighties. Yeah, Little Kings. Yeah, Little Kings out of Cincinnati. People oh, used to go know. crazy for that. Well, you know what else used to be big too around here? Jenny Cream Ale. Oh, I love that. You know that that was an underage underage drink, Jenny Cream Ale. Anything well, that was Bach, if you had Bach oh, beer, yes, yes. it was extra alcohol <laughs> in there. And it was perfect, man. You didn't get bloated. You had just yeah, got drunk. Yeah, Bach beer. Oh, my God. But then, you know, you, you look back at all the different beers you had back then, too. Like Stroh's was big. Yeah. And Iron City and Duquesne and Kohler's and POC. And we, what was that be... one out of Pittsburgh? Iron. Iron City. Yeah. Iron City. Iron City, man. That's still it's still going strong. Is that strong. still going strong? Oh, yeah. It's still a, a Pittsburgh tradition. No shit. Oh, yeah. When you're at the Buccos game, when you're at the Steelers game, you got to get an iron. You know? Oh, my God. That was yeah. that wasn't half bad. No, it really wasn't. It still isn't. It's okay. Is it okay? You know? Well, you know what's crazy now? Now that the whole beer thing has shifted and you have all these craft breweries and stuff, now all of a sudden, like, these little local breweries are cool again. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's an iron city. I got to try that. Or, well, you know what? You know, all these different cities have their beers. What, you know, what do they call that? Um, 
Uh, what's the one they drink at the Cubs games all the time? Um, oh, that honey brown. No, not honey brown. Um, not old school. It's old something. What do they drink at the Cubs games? Old. Uh, oh man for you people listening right now do us a favor yeah, yeah, well, we should say hi to everybody that's listening too let's see here we got uh ben checking in from australia hey ben what's going on man we got listeners all the way in australia today. yeah well ben who, what's his last name does it say yeah what's his last name mariana oh ben mariana that is my brother from another mother he is actually my tour uh manager uh who is my promoter in australia Dan, ben Mariana. Dan Roberts checking in. He hey, remembers Dan. the Wheel of Spank. And <laughs> my good friend Tendra down in Florida is hey, checking Tendra, in. Hey, Tendra, how you doing, baby? And, uh, yeah, I got to get down there, man. You know, Bike Week is coming up in a couple of weeks. Why I, I just go can't together, get down, man. I'll tell you, man, it is it is, it is is the most awesome time. It is so fun. Maybe maybe in October for Biketoberfest. You know what? I'd love to do shit. I really do. And Ben, nice seeing you. Don, Dan, listen, man, we're going to go to lunch, I promise you, or at least go grab some coffee. And for all the people who are listening right now, I love all you. Um, because, listen, I can't believe we have my Australian people. Yeah. Ben Mariana is actually my promoter who does my – I was just in Australia, and we did like six, six and a half weeks in Australia where I was doing my comedy in Greek. It was the Greek comedy show, the growing up Greek. The Greek comedy show, and you're on tour of Australia. Yeah, we went to Australia. There's a lot of Greeks over there. So we were. Well, see, all this time you've been telling me you were big down under, and I never believed you. Yeah, well, I always thought you you were thinking I was under a skirt, but it was actually, (laughs) uh, actually, no. um, Yeah, Ben Mariana and. so Great how did all him. these Greeks get to Australia? What's the story? Well, with you that? know, on serious notes, what happened was people we they couldn't bring any more Greeks into there was a limit. Uh-huh. People from Greece coming into the United States, not like now where you know Joe yeah. Biden I can come into the country and he's uh, I love Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So back then there was a limit. You had so many people allowed from every country to come immigrate. They would wind up vetting them, checking them out, making sure you had a head of a sponsor, all that stuff. So what happened in America after a while, because so many Greeks were coming over, they went to other places. They went to the UK. They went to South Africa. They went to Australia, different places for a better life and for wonderful work. And you know what? God bless them, man. It, uh, they did a great. And there is uh, the largest, the third largest community in outside of Athens and Melbourne is, or of uh, Athens, New York is Melbourne in Australia. Wow population well there's capita. a lot of ukrainians in uh in australia too yeah same and, and reason canada too same canada reason. canada and and also there are some parts of south america too that like in brazil yeah that have like a large ukrainian community you wouldn't think of that but you know when these people are coming like you said and okay we're full here okay well now where do we go you yeah know, you and go they to- had to figure out a place so listen either it's going to be north america south america America was at the end of it. So yeah, they want right. to at least get closer, even though it may be not the same continent. It was pretty damn close where they can make the jump afterwards. Right. And they did. Yep. But some of them found success. Yeah. You, they, know, you know, listen, man, these hardworking people that came from Europe. That's like, there's so many Ukrainians, like in places like Winnipeg and Vancouver. Yeah. And out in the Canadian Northwest is loaded with Ukrainians. Where, where do we end up? We ended up there and we ended up wherever there was a coal mine. 
If there's a coal mine, here we are. We're there. So Let's true. start digging. Do you remember uh, a movie called The Boys of October? And it was uh, uh, the vaguely. rocket. It was about these four boys that grew up in West Virginia. Oh, okay. And they were shooting up rockets. And one of the guys wound up being uh, an actual um, a big shot engineer for NASA. Okay. Because he didn't want to work the coal mines. And the guy he went to was a Slav. I mean, he was. Yeah, a Slavic country, and he, uh, and he I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out. I, you know, I've seen it in passing. I never. Oh really... my god, it's a great, great movie, and um, you know, I love that movie. But that's the American dream. Yeah, that's what it's about. They come here for a better life, and I understand. Yep. My father jumped ship for a better life, but he did it the right way. He got vetted. He came over, got the visa, worked his ass off, paid taxes. He actually worked. He went to the class, said the Pledge of Allegiance, he the learned nine it yards. Yeah. yeah, to see my father tell the Pledge of Allegiance with his accent. <laughs> hey, hey, I pledge allegiance to the, um, what do you call it? the flag, United States of America, to the Republic for the which he stands. One nation under God, indivisible, liberty and justice for all. I can't remember. I had, is it that I get it right? Yeah, that you're good. <laughs> you're you know? in. And my dad was only five three, and as tall as I am. Uh huh. No one believed you was my dad. And <laughs> I even wild. asked my dad, Dad, am I adopted? Yes, we adopted you. <laughs> I wasn't adopted. Yeah. 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 I miss my old man. You know. Well, everybody misses their old man. Once your dad goes, you 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 really miss him. That that that's one of those things that just does. Doesn't go away. No, man. It's it doesn't, just, it does, like, doesn't I, go I away. I wanted something different, but my dad was always, you know what? When I quit law school, yeah. I become a comic. Okay, yeah. How did that conversation go down? Actually, Explain. Let me hear this. How this went down. Okay, so. Especially, here's your dad, comes to this country, land of milk and honey, land of opportunity. This is where you get to be whatever you want to be. You're in college all these years. You're going to be a lawyer. And now it's like. I'm in law school. Told how do you explain mom, this dad, to a Greek immigrant that you're going to be a, a joke teller? My father, literally, and I give him so much credit. He goes, you know, try it. He didn't fight me, dude. That's he awesome. He didn't fight me. He goes, I had a cousin that was a wonderful magician. He was very good. <laughs> and his father always tell him, no, no, no. And my father, if we would have saw the way that I became not only doing my American or general audience English stuff, yeah. but doing the Greek stuff. Yeah. He well, the Greek so stuff proud. is amazing. You got a huge following. Well, like you, you know, you you did all these sold out shows in Australia. Yeah. You have like a worldwide following with cruises and stuff here with your Greek stuff. Yeah, I mean, we just finished doing the Opa Cruise that we did. As a matter of fact, if you guys want to check out the Opa Cruise, go to opacruise.com. And it's uh, all Greek to me. I'm it is gonna... Greek, but you know what? Yeah. It's one Freddie, you gotta do this cruise because everyone is crocked off their ass, having a great time. I do my shows, and this. If is I want to do ship. that. I just go to work every day. No, dude, you gotta go so <laughs> okay. we can walk off the ship. Oh, tan, okay. Drink, have a great time. All right, okay. And I'm telling you, you gotta go and do this because it's such a. It's again the Opa Cruise, and you people in Campbell, you know what the hell I'm talking about for God's sakes. You know, Campbell, that is the biggest Greek weapon that we have. Oh, and there's no doubt about it, man. The people in Campbell are nuts. There are more bridge painters in Campbell than the per, per capita man. than anywhere the in America. The Colombians, these people are on bridges all the way on top painting. They're going, hey, we're very happy. And, you know, they're <laughs> just painting away, doing their thing. Yeah. These The Colombians, they're crazy. But you know the what? The Chlamydians. Chlamydians. They're from. <laughs> 
Now, is that. this where this come from? No. Is, 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 can we thank the Greeks for that? No, do, you know, do not I, thank you know the what? Greeks. I was, I was liking you guys. You gave us yogurt, which I love. We you gave know, democracy, and, philosophy, everything from architecture all the way down wait, to no, zoology. What, what about what do we know for now? Yogurt, yogurt and chlamydia. I didn't no, know about the chlamydia. You just said it was You just said we gave you, we brought chlamydia to this no, country. It's, it's, it's white people like you that mess it up for everybody. <laughs> so, okay, you didn't say we brought chlamydia to this country. <laughs> we did. I did not say that. But the I swear to God, you said that. The Kalimians, <laughs> you guys, I love you guys. I, you know, I really do. They are so full of heart. You ever uh -huh. see them a Kalimian dance? Oh my God, these guys can dance. The Kalimian dance when you, you hold it, you're just jumping around like it burns, it burns. Wow, well, it's, it's a motivation. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, so I didn't. I had. I had a clue. I knew all about Greek yogurt, and I knew about ouzo, but. And then oh, yeah. what were those other things you were saying? And no, man. We gave the world art, art. philosophy, really? democracy, oh, okay. architecture. And here I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm still stuck on yogurt. Yeah. And you're and, and Uzo yeah. and chlamydia. Yeah. That's and where chlamydia. I'm stuck. I'm, I'm the, 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 the three things that I thought the Greeks it's, gave. It's, and the chlamydia I just learned today talking to you. <laughs> it's good that we can share our cultural For background. For those people and, who are listening right now over in, in, in Camel. I am so sorry that Freddie is here. I'm not really understanding what the hell's going on, for God's sakes. Hey, let's see who else is checking in. Our buddy Sean Likens. I just ran into Sean a couple weeks ago. Sean, good to hey. see you, Sean. Thank you. And Marlo Gregory. Marlo, great person. Always good to talk to Marlo. She's a nut. We got to get her on the podcast one day. She's she's she a fun? lot of fun. Oh, yeah. She'd be standing on her head on the table here right now. Wearing a dress. Maybe nothing. Maybe nothing. <laughs> I'd love that. All right. Let's see here. My my buddy Dave is checking in. See, he works night shift. So he gets to sit there and, you know, Dave, I'm hoping we're entertaining you, bro. You know. you know, he just gets to sit around there by himself and he's got a lot of time to kill. Uh, let's see here. Calvin says, Metaxa seven star. Delicious. Metaxa. Metaxa. What is that? It's really Metaxa. Metaxa. Oh, okay. It's oh. like, our, oh, this is a real thing. He's, he's, yeah. he's down with the conversation. You know, yeah. Metaxa okay. is like a, um, it's almost like a Greek brandy. Yeah. And the more stars it has, so I think seven star is pretty damn good. Uh-huh. Not my you know, cup of tea, if you will, but I love, man, Metax, it's okay. But my thing is Grand Marnier. So if I, Grand Marnier, you like that. I you love the, the orange, your orange, yeah. the orange thing. Orange there. liqueur uh, yeah. is delicious. And especially so, if you okay. get the, the old stuff that's aged in the barrel, delicious. Yeah, yeah. That, that's some good stuff. Oh, that's absolutely. how you make a good margarita. When you got Grand Marnier, oh. that's where that's that's the difference between people who get a seven dollar bottle of triple sec and a a bottle of El Toro. When you no. start breaking out like some nice Patron, and then you get the Grand that's Marnier, a true, and that's then a you know, true one. then absolutely. then you're really talking a good margarita there. The margaritas, because but I, you know I, what though, if you're out somewhere and you're on a sunny day, or you're out somewhere and you're just wanting to swill down, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I can see with the a cheap cigar. Stuff. I yeah. love dipping my cigar in, in the Grand, Grand Marnier. Marnier. Oh, and I was okay. just smoking. I keep dipping the tip. You know, my tip I have in my you mouth. Dipping dip the, tip. the tip. Okay. So now you dip your tip in the Grand Marnier. Well, I don't want to brag, but my tip is that large. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know, wherever you just wherever you I can dip just my pour tip. The, wherever you pour the Grand Marnier, you can sit there and do it from <laughs> there. <laughs> But uh, so anyways, so you're dipping the tip in the Grand Marnier. What, what are some of your favorite cigars? What do you like to smoke? Oh, my God. I probably, of, of all of them, it has to be, um, 
I, I would probably say of all of them that I have, I got to go, man, if, cause I want to give this a good shot. Okay. Um, I gotta go probably with um man, there's a couple, man, that really turn what's yours? You know what? I like Macanudos. Mackies are good, great Jamaican cigar. They're great for a novice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not no, that I'm big not of a saying, yeah, I'm yeah. Saying, I know what you're yeah. saying. No, for I'm enough. not that big of a, a cigar guy. Yeah. But you know what? Or whatever anybody gives me something good, somebody will come up and say, Prob "Dude, you got to try this." Or dude, the problem, you, try you that. know, it's all about the draw, the taste, and the freshness. And I would have to probably Avos. Avos variants. Mm -hmm. uh, Avo number five to me is delicious. It tastes great. If it's dried out, mm, it's okay. Yeah, they wrote a not. song about that, Mambo Number no. Five. Is that I didn't know that was about I don't a cigar. Know if it was, I don't know if it was about Mambo Number no. Five, but it was his Avo, Avo, oh, okay. Avo. I'm not Varian. following you today, man. Yeah, man, yeah you're, you're I don't really know. I don't know if we're if, if we're speaking the same language. Like I said earlier, it's all Greek to me. I well, as soon know. as I said chlamydians and then it's yeah. chlamydia, it's just not the same thing. You're you sure you're, you're going to swear by that. I am you're sticking, sticking with that. I love you're sticking with that. I love and their dances that they have. Man. Uh -huh. But these people are the ballsiest people to be uh -huh. able to climb on a bridge. You know, I get a little bit nervous. And now they make the yeah, yeah. On, a, on a ladder. You know, these people. Oh, yeah. Don't care. Unbelievable. Yeah. The Greek bridge painters, man. There's something else. It, it is something that uh, they're born they're born into that and the Colombians are that's why there's so many in the camel area god bless them man yeah you know a yeah. lot of respect now, i'm from the island of icaria which is the blue zone <laughs> the, it's the island blue of zone. i got diarrhea no no the Isaiah, island of you wait have destroyed the, the island mojo. listen okay idea icaria I, oh i thought you said the island of greek diarrhea no Folks, okay. listen. I'm having, represent. I'm having a hard time with you, man. No, Ika, you're not speaking the zone. same language as me. These people, my grandmother. Okay, well, then, now years you're old. from the island of. That's the blue zone where people live to be in their hundred. Ikaria. 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 You remember the the? Uh, I guess they have. The, it's the story about this mythological mythological story about Icarus. Yeah. Okay, the, okay. Right. Right. Icarus. Yeah. I know that one. That's Icaria. the same island. Icaria. 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 Ah, Very good. Okay. It can be taught. Right. Okay. So anyway, yeah. Icaria. I'm, I'm so my grandmother yeah. is 106 years old. Okay. We try to kill her. She won't go down. <laughs> she goes, I want to take a bath. I said, let me get the toaster. Hold on. <laughs> this woman is, uh, she, seriously, 106 years old, bro. And my grandfather is still living at 105. That's They've amazing. been married for 82 years. Holy shit. That's so my crazy. mother goes to me. She goes, what do we get them for their anniversary? I said, I don't know. Coffin? I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I had no clue. So, yeah. I mean, we're from Ikaria, Blue Zone. And it's one of those blue blue zones that, you know, it's like uh, they have one in Japan. Okay. They have one in Italy, Sardinia. They have one. I mean, they have them all over. There's like seven places and they're just unbelievable. And these people do live to be in their hundreds. Wow. So for all the Icarians out there, let me hear from you. This is just unbelievable. I mean, this is something that's phenomenal where these people live to be in the blue zone. By the way, where the hell's your guest? My guest, I think, is standing us up here. No. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell me who it possibly was? Yeah, I'll tell you. Viking Jim. 
Viking Jim, you ass. Get yeah. your ass over here. I, man. I, you know what? Viking Jim, he called and said, I said, hey, listen, I'm getting ready. I can't talk to you right now. I said, I got basil coming down. We got booze. We're going to shoot the shit. And he said, well, I've been drinking all day. And I said, well, get your ass down here. And Damn. he says, I'm on my way. Damn. Yeah. Jim, you really pissed me off, man. Really? And all the little Viking dolls you had around the studio. Yeah. Whenever I, I he had his own. Him. I shit his, on him. He had his own action figure. You remember had, that? Oh, my God. I do remember yeah. that. He had his own action figure, and he had it with Jenna Jameson. Oh, they my God. The, I remember Remember? That. They had the Jenna Jameson action figure, and they had the Viking Jim action figure. And she was so flexible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she bent over backwards for you. And she was a good Greek girl. Yeah, she was. <laughs> was she really? I don't think so okay <laughs> no. i don't know I th now see that part i take you serious <laughs> yeah, yo no, jenna jameson really well jenna, probably jameson. now if you get back to the chlamydia i got a chance, <laughs> I got a chance to meet her in vegas at a convention so get when out. i was okay having, so what, what do you do so did you say I just anything met her. funny I said, hey, or? no what do you say Hey, I want to do you. No, not, not so much. Okay. Or you didn't say how about, or when you did no, this or anything no, like that. No. The one thing I will tell you is who's the porn star. That's um, oh, porn star uh, trivia. Now, no, well, we need Viking here now. Who's been back in the oh, day. Johnny Wad, not Johnny Wad, but however, John Holmes. Long, no, John, no? that is Johnny Wad. John yeah, Holmes. Johnny, but you know, oh, Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy, Ron Jeremy. Yeah. The he's all screwed up. Is, yeah. The sad thing is, when he was younger, he looks like me. That's the sad thing. Yeah, and it was ridiculous. I'm like, I did a double take. Yeah, in the he's in, I'm like, is that me? He's <laughs> in. He's in really bad shape. He, oh. He's like got dementia and stuff, and but he's got like like eighty sexual harassment charges against him that he's dealing with and all this stuff. And the guy's got dementia. He can't, he don't even know who he is anymore. And so any, well, you'd probably you look down at the dong and you would. Uh, and he's still, from what I heard, extremely well hung. Probably, you know. And and here's the thing: I, I was and and listen, I am not here to make fun of anybody that has any of these uh, abuses no. or anything like no. that. This is not the purpose, okay? No. But the one woman said that <laughs> he said that Ron Jeremy said to her, "Come here, I want to show you something." All right, now. If Ron Jeremy <laughs> comes up to you and says, hey, I want to show you something, what in the world do you think that Ron Jeremy is going to want to show you? Hey, excuse appease, me. I don't know. You know it's, <laughs> hey, come in this bedroom here. I want to show you something. And the thing is, <laughs> right. out of curiosity, you got to go. Uh, a picture of his puppy, you know. Yeah, a you picture know. of his puppy. Hey, look at this. I, you know, to me, John Holmes, of course, was always the one. Well, as a matter of fact, if I remember, uh, you were with Ernest Angsley, the famous <laughs> preacher. and Who eulogized. You, right. Yes. You were at the actual eulogy of, of, of Johnny Wad, John Holmes, with Ernest Angsley from the Cathedral of Tomorrow yeah, in, and, in, in, in Akron. Yeah, a great memory. Yeah, I, I remember this. I remember, and I quote, when Ernest Angsley said, John uh, was a big man. A big man who touched people in a way they 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 never been touched before. Oh, he led a long, hard life. In the words of Linda Lovelace of Deep Throat fame, and I quote, she said this about John. Oh. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> 
can't believe you remember that. <laughs> well, you know what? Well you, know, well, you know, I I don't know. Do you know Mike Mad Dog Adams, the troubadour? Uh, okay, troubadour from Cleveland, right, 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 king of Putin Bay, and he had a song out. You know, it, it was kind of like. Um, the, the ballad of Johnny Holmes or Johnny Wad. And it was like, you know, yeah, he was hung down to his knees and it was like the like rawhide or one yeah. of those. And I would always play your eulogy and his song back to back. Oh, did because you really? They, they went together so well, you know? And it's not like he was like, I have not done that something that he pleased and he was hung down to his knees. And, <laughs> yeah, and then I would combine the two and it was just like, it was just so perfect. I mean, I remember when uh, Linda Lovelace first came out and that was the big movie, Deep Throat, right? And everyone was like, what the hell? And it was amazing that? that she choked on a banana. I don't know if you know, that's how Linda Lovelace went out. She choked no. on a banana. Is that yeah. true? Yeah. Yeah, oh, you're, yeah. Bullshit. You're, you're so full of shit. <laughs> it was a chiquita banana. <laughs> no yeah, man. I no, mean, true. Oh my god. No, Jeez, I can't believe you yeah. got that old bit. Yeah. What a setup, man. That's why I love you. you. Give me the soft toss. I you know, go. you just boom. You don't even know what's happening. You don't even know it's what's so happening. Freaking funny, man. Yeah, the, but the, the the John Holmes eulogy was really uh, that that that's one of my favorites. Like I say, if, if I could find that song from Mad Dog, he's probably got it out there somewhere. But yeah, he was dun, 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 and he was hung down to his knees. Google it, and man, it, yeah. Sure. Google yeah. it. Is that how you find shit? Oh, how does so this work? Google. What do you mean? I wrote a movie, um, and I wound up. It was called Athenian Love Affair. It was my first. Someone gave me a lot of money to write a movie for me. Yeah. They wanted me. A guy was a shipbuilder. Uh -huh. And the guy goes, I want you to do a movie. I want you to write a movie about you. I'm going to give you money to do this. And I wanted to make it. And I want to make it. Yeah. And I said, fine. And he gave me like uh, a year to do it. And I put it together. It's called Athenian Love Affair. <clears throat> it hasn't been made. Yeah. But I put it together. And literally, I wound up, I started Googling things. And I'm Googling weapons-grade plutonium. What is the address of... Oh, shit. Here comes was, the FBI yeah. knocking on your door. I said, what is the address <laughs> of uh, CIA in Virginia? What is Are the address of the U.S. Okay, Embassy? You're insane. You're in, insane. In and next thing I know, my assistant, God bless her, Stella, she comes up to me and goes, there's been a, a black car in front of our in front of our building for a while. And, they, and she went to go out, and the guy took off, whatever it was. But she said, there was a computer right there. You know, so they probably were, but that's why I actually, everything that I did, I saved every note. You know, when you start Googling weapons, great. Oh, right, right, right. You, right. Start, you know, doesn't that get you, though, on some of these people that get busted for murder? You watch Dateline, and they always get them on, like, looking for things like how to dispose of a body, uh, how to clean up blood stains. They get this whole list of things that they Googled, you know, and, and they, they wonder how they get caught, you know? Well, you know, you're going to wind up getting stuff from NSA, National Security Agency. You're going to wind up getting stuff from DIA. You know, defense, and you, know, you just wind up getting all this stuff. Oh, right, so I right, said, right. I better save, and I did that right from the beginning. I better save. And so I yeah, when they have some note, questions, you can sit there I and go, said, "Look, Here, here's guys, what I was coming up with this scene. It was supposed to take place at, and they were dealing with this. I could see that, you know. No, and I. Or how I, about you know? Here's another thing that if you watch, if you watch Dateline, yeah, okay. I here's something that I learned from Dateline. If somebody close to you dies unexpectedly and you stand to make 
a small fortune on their death, guess who they look at as the suspect first? Well, that's why I'm very lucky. No one wants to give me a shitload of money. Right. <laughs> okay. Jesus I just, I'm just the guy that uh, you find them, the random joggers on. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. No, listen, we've had, I've known people like that. Not to anyone that murdered anyone, yeah, but there's yeah. always been someone that's been investigated. Or but yeah, I mean, but, but I see that on Dateline all the time. And it's like, you know, they go through and they go, but there was another twist in the story. Joe. Joe, after her death, signed up for a, uh, you know, to cash in on a $3.5 million life insurance policy. And you, you know? always wonder, how the hell did they get that? Because I would <laughs> yeah. love to insure my wife. I really would. I'm just, just saying. Because, just because. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. Yeah, I'm just God saying. forbid. And, it, you know, listen, for, for all those listening, these are all jokes, okay? Yes. <laughs> please, jokes, please, jokes, please, jokes. please. Yes, they are. Yes, they so, are. So, uh, no, but seriously, dude, uh, that you always have to be careful. And everything that I write, I have to print out. And I have to source it, and I say, and because you got to protect yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, when I write, I just now. What about the, the porno stuff here? How do you cover your ass on that? Just asking for a friend. Now, what do you? What are the? What are the tricks and secrets and stuff that you use on? Uh, not for me. No, like of asking for a friend. Absolutely. And, you know, just uh, just so these people out there know. There might be somebody out there wondering about Absolutely. that. Absolutely, well, I'm sure did, there is. Years ago, I did a movie called Shortcomings, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't realize it, but me and Basil—that's where we really <laughs> met—as on the set of these porno flicks. Because remember, whenever they needed an extra length, maybe they needed some more girth, the tricky shot, somebody standing on it. That, you know, Brett, Basil, hold it, cut, cut. Yep. And then they would bring us in. And that's how we, we, we really met. But, you know, like I say, when you're the star of shortcomings and my nickname is Fast Freddy, you understand why that whole thing no just didn't really, didn't really advance that far. I remember people, well, people will come up to me and people literally, you know, they see, hey, can I have your autograph, sir? Sure. You know, whatever, because they know me. Yeah. And they walk in and say, can you tell me who you are? I said, my name is Basil. Oh, and, and you're then they famous. Go, they go, the guy that drove the boat in the Tommy Lee, Pam Anderson video, that's you. Yeah. You know, and then you give them a high five and you go, yes, I'm glad you're a fan. What I tell them, and they do a double take and it makes me laugh every time. I said, well, um, I'm a stuntman in the porn movie industry. Yeah. <laughs> And I love the double take. It's always a yeah. double take. They go, now, you know what? Let me ask you this. Do you get mistaken for somebody on The Sopranos? Even though you're yeah. Greek, yeah. do you get, do people come up to you and say, hey, aren't you the guy from The Sopranos? Yeah. Do you are get you, that a lot? Big, are you big pussy? No, I'm not big pussy. <laughs> no. My brother-in-law, who really looks like big pussy, uh -huh. uh, John, God bless him, uh, and he looks like, big pussy really really does yeah and uh and yeah but i've been asked so uh oh god this is like maybe three seasons before the sopranos went off the air uh they wanted a greek uh type of mafiosa to come in and i auditioned for that and gandolfini said we got too many fucking stars as it is right now we really don't need anyone else and they cut the role i was so pissed oh man i didn't say i got it yeah but it was one of those things where I thought I had something. Yeah. And then playing Ed, excuse me, Edna Turnblad, um, when John Panette 
on Hairspray. Remember Hairspray? Vaguely, yes. Hairspray, the Broadway show Hairspray. John Panette, who is I am a big Broadway show. Billy I'm surprised Broadway? I missed that. A, a, an aficionado of Broadway such as myself. I don't know how that one slipped okay. by me. Uh, John you might Panette, have to refresh my, John my memory. John Panette played in the movie, uh, played in the actual Broadway show. First was Harvey Firestein. Okay. Oh my God. I yeah. can't, okay, that was right. Harvey Firestein. Then John Panette took over Harvey Firestein's spot. Okay. Playing Edna Turnblatt, the you know it looked like a woman, but it was really a man, right? John, yeah. oh, and then John Travolta played the part, right? Uh, in that in the movie, okay. Okay, so John Panette calls me up one night. He goes, "Hey, listen, uh, they're doing something special, and I want to leave the show. Do you want to audition for this? Because you can dance, you can sing, you, you can, can dance. Do, oh, you never see me dance." Oh my god, I'm dude. calling bullshit on that, but go ahead with your no, story. Dude, no. I can dance, I could spin. No, oh my god, I'm well, you do any crazy ass Greek dances. Uh, what's a Greek crazy dance? ass? Yeah, what's it? What's like if a, it wasn't for the Greeks, there'd be no dancing, period, or chlamydia. Okay, so, anyways, you're you're you're, you're on hairspray. <laughs> no, I'm not on hairspray. Oh, you're you're, so you're about audition. to get the dude that's on a hairspray says he calls you up, he calls me and up, he and says, I audition. Yeah, okay, and I stayed there for the creatives wanted me there for five days it was the only time that i could have told you fred i got this they had me here for five days yeah um they're asking me questions that were like hey do you have an issue being in new york hey yeah. but the thing is even if i got the part i would have had to go on the road for at least a year to sharpen my you know my, yeah, my skills yeah, yeah. as in the term right. but it was one of the only times i truly thought that i got a role that I didn't get. You know what? That reminds me of the time that I almost, almost got on a Jerry Springer show. <laughs> this reminds me of the time that I was this freaking, I, I, I'd get into it, <laughs> but I, I, I tell this story so often because it's so heartbreaking to me and such a special story. And I, I don't want to bore everybody no, please, that, that, that please, knows about, no, please, I don't want, I to, want you to bore me. Uh, I, I don't want to get into the I whole Jerry Springer me. thing again. I, I was I was really bummed out at the death of Jerry Springer because that that was just a dream that went up in smoke. But yeah, I was almost on a Jerry. The, the same thing practically happened to me that happened to you. Why on didn't you on get Brent. on? Why didn't you get on? Well, at the end, the woman that I was supposed to be on with backed out at the last minute because then they wanted to incorporate Viking Jim in a teddy bear costume that and he didn't show up no 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 she just okay i tell this story all the time and i feel like i'm being boring no but okay but maybe since, oh okay well since you didn't hear it but all everybody else has heard have it. you guys heard this before let me hear you right now if you heard this before for god's sakes all right okay here it is so i wanted to one of the biggest goals in my life was to be on a jerry springer show I always wanted to be on a Jerry Springer show. I've known a ton of people that have been on the Jerry Springer show, you know, and I just had this fascination for the Jerry Springer show. So the one day I'm out in uh, Newcastle with this biker thing. And I mean, this was just like a anything goes type wet t-shirt nudity, you know, you know, and, and the women would flash people and you throw them beads, right? <laughs> Well, this one woman, Crazy T, and I, I just feel like I tell this story all the time. And no, I, Crazy but, but, T. But, but since you don't know it, I guess it's okay for me to tell it one more time. Absolutely. So anyway, so Crazy T had this, this gimmick 
to make money at these biker things, she was selling willy beads. They were called willy beads. And they were for women, you know, guys would throw out beads to women and would flash. Well, these willy beads were for women to give the guys if they would flash. Okay. okay. And so she would go around in this golf cart and it had this big sign, willy beads. And she would sell these willy beads and guys would whip it out and women would throw the willy beads at the dudes and all this stuff. So I, I get this idea. I get this idea. And it was like, here's my whole thing to be on Jerry Springer because she was looking for a way to market the willy beads. And she goes, well, you know how you're doing this kind of stuff. She goes, you know, you know, you're a marketeer and you, you know, promotions and all that kind of stuff. And she goes, I got to get the word out about the willy beads. Then I said, you know what you need to do since Jerry Springer was big with Jerry beads, you know, cause when the women would flash on there, Absolutely. it would be like, Oh, Jerry beads and Jerry, Jerry and the whole thing. So I said, listen, what you got to do is you've got to get on Jerry Springer. I said, if you get on Jerry Springer and people see these willy beads, you're going to sell a million of them. So I get in touch with Jerry Springer and I, I, I lay out my plan. I said, listen, my old lady, because, you know, if you're getting on Jerry, you got to be your old lady. You know, I said, my old lady goes out to all these motorcycle events and she sells these stupid willy beads and all these guys are pulling down their pants and stuff. And I said, listen, if I, I got to get her on the show and I got to make an ultimatum to her. It's either me or the willy beads. The willy beads have got to go. And so they they bite on this. And then, they, you know, and then it, it goes on. And, you know, they like the idea and it starts progressing. And I mean, we're really talking to the point of, okay, let's make some reservations here. Let's get some airline oh tickets going. I mean, where were they it, at filming? At Chicago. It? Okay. And it was really going. It was really like moving fast, you know? And I'm already like, hey, listen, guys, I'm going to need somebody to cover. We're going to need to, I'm going to take a day off. I'm going to be out there. It's going to be three days, blah, blah, blah. And we're getting on. And then they introduced the Viking gym angle with the teddy bear costume. And he comes out or something. And, hey, if you don't want the lady with the teddy bear, with the uh, willy beads, I'm more than happy to jump in. And she says, yeah, I got something else to tell you. Thanks for helping me with the willy beads, but I'm into something else anyways. And then Viking Jim comes out in the teddy bear costume or whatever. And we were this close. You think you were close with hairspray? Did, did hairspray call you and say, hey, listen, how many teeth are you missing? How many tattoos do you have? No. Did they ask you that at all? No. Anywhere down there? Not so much. But but see, but I can feel for you. That's why that's why we bond because you and I shared that similar experience with you as hairspray to be on Broadway. And with me, it was to be on Jerry Springer <laughs> with the willy beads, crazy tea and her willy beads. Well, as, you see as, how we, as we wonderful... it's like we're in a parallel universe, man. It's just like we're 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 in the same kind of you know as, that as show business stuff. As wonderful as your your story was, and the comparison between a a hit Broadway show that was uh, many Tony Awards and everything versus Jerry Springer and the Woolly Beads, it yeah, there's so many comparisons. It is. It, <laughs> that's why I could I, I feel what you were saying when you were telling me that story there. But the funny part with Panette. 
Because you know John, if you remember John, he was the guy that you know they kicked him out of the Chinese buffet. You eat too much. You gotta go to right, Chinese right. buffet. Right. You yes. gotta go. Okay, yes. That's yes. John yes. Yeah. So John is telling me, he says, "Okay, Baze, listen. They pay you ten thousand dollars a week. Okay, you gotta do seven shows. You're dark on Monday. Okay, you do seven shows, two on Sunday. You do a matinee and an evening show, and you're off Monday." And they, they give you, I'll never forget, he goes, they give you a 3,000 square foot apartment. 3,000 square foot apartment. And the best thing of all, now you remember how big John was, right? Yeah. There is a raised pizza downstairs. <laughs> See, that's like to me. me. That was the best yeah. part. We well, told that's you like me. A pizza. With this whole thing. They say they come and pick you up in the trailer park with a limo. Okay. They fly you to Chicago, and you're allowed to drink as much as you can. You can drink as much as you would like. Of course. And, the, and, and when you get backstage, you can also drink as much. They have no rules about how much you could drink to be on the Jerry Springer I show. That's beautiful. And then when you're done, they open the backstage door, and they give you a kick in the ass, and you're done. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like the whole thing with Broadway and hairspray and everything. And I mean, you know, that me, was my uh, my my now, knocking yeah, at the door close, of fame. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, know? you know, and everyone will always say, "Didn't you do the Willie Beats?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was you on there. Who was the <laughs> Who was the other guy that was the loud mouth, the big mouth, uh, the guy who was always he had a he was like back in the eighties. Oh, Morton Downey Jr. That's maybe. That's it. That's it. Remember him? He ended up smoking himself to death. Remember oh. that? That guy used to be a chain smoker. But yeah, he used to always be the one to bring in a Klansman and the guy would come up there. How about the Midget and, Clan? Oh, the no, midget that, no clan. Let, let me tell I got connections to the Midget Clan. No, don't tell me that. Are See, you, I, you know what? I hate that. You know, I feel like I'm telling these stories because I tell them so often and I feel like I'm just repeating myself. Folks, it was the funniest thing. Yeah, I no, that was, I think, I think they filmed, I don't have any proof of this, but I think they filmed some of the scenes from the Midget Clan out at our old radio station on Web Road. No, I, I, if I had to bet, they did. Now the Midget Clan, because one of our guys that we had was a member of the Midget Clan. He might even been the main dude. Now, see, we used to do these Jerry Springer viewing parties, okay? <laughs> and we would go to the Ice House, and people that were on Springer for real, we would have them sitting there. No, and 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 I we didn't would know this. we would have the we would have the episode on, and these people would you could uh, meet the stars of the Springer show and stuff. Fuck. And we had this one guy, Chucky the Midget, and Chucky was on all of those. Whenever it would be like, hey, I have a surprise. And then the woman would say, oh, I only get off on midgets. And he would come out or playboy playmates that could only be satisfied by midgets and all this kind of stuff. So the midget clan, here's the midget clan, okay? The midget clan hated tall people as well as blacks. So the midget clan, you know, they would they would do all kind of stuff, you know, that the normal clan would do, only they were little. But then this dude was the imperial wizard of the midget clan. Gotta and, have one. And at the end, at the end, he double crosses the midget clan and marries a full-size black woman. And that's how the episode ends in a huge midget fight. <laughs> Did Jay show the black 
midgets that came on that were going to fight the oh, midget yeah. clip. Oh, oh my yeah. God. That's when I pissed my pants. It was one of those moments when you sat there and you literally didn't expect it and you literally peed your pants. And I said, it was almost like yes. the time of Jig Ignatowski and yeah. Taxi. What do you do when you come to a yellow light? Slow, Slow down. down. I that made me urinate my pants, and and that with the oh yeah the no yeah I, I have personal connections with the midget clan. Oh my yeah oh yeah. You must be so proud of you because he used to do all kinds of stuff like that. You know, it would be like a woman would come out and say, "That's it. You know, you don't satisfy me. There's nothing you can do to turn me on. I found a real man." And then out comes the midget. Hey, how are you? Come on, how you doing? Okay, come on. Because this guy, he was he was kind of rough and tumble. He was he was in the WWE for a while and stuff. So he was, uh, you know, he he wasn't one of those midgets that that got pissed about that stuff, you know. But to me, that was one of the funniest things. I'm surprised you remember the midget. Oh my god, do do I? That was. That was one of those yeah. things that made me laugh out yep. loud. Yeah, I'm connected with the midget clan. Oh, well, yeah. now yeah, that I know episode. I yeah. Go to yeah. For that. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, you, you're gonna come in here with your bullwinkle stories. I was on bullwinkle. I did bullwinkle. I talked. To, and, and you then, then I was gonna be. I was gonna be on. Uh, you had what is that? Plan. I was gonna be on uh, hairspray. Nah, you know, you're, you're talking to a guy that. You know, just to be you, Fred. Just right. to be. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, know. listen. Hey, sister. you know what? I'm telling you. Hey, let's see what we got going on here. Okay, my sister Lenny, she hears those stories all the time. Karen Kramer Kennedy checking in. Marlo is on there. Jason Tabula, what's up, JT? JT, JT, out. Okay, moved again. What else we got? Hold on. Oh, Peggy. You, you Peggy. remember Peggy from the Ice House. Peggy, She'll I be miss there. You. Peggy, Peggy will be there Saturday, I guarantee you. I love you, Peggy. Good there isn't see. a thing. I, I don't know what Peggy does, but there is not a show at the Robbins Theater. Peggy is not there. Well, Anything. You know, she'll she say, will be entertained. She says, I was at this show, and I go, well, who was that? I said, I saw it. I didn't have a clue what the guy was. Or You and I, I think one of the most memorable stories, you and I at the bowling alley. Oh, do we have to go into that? This is one of the most embarrassing stories of my life. Even though it didn't involve that many people, it was just the premise of the whole thing. Okay. It was just what they did to me, even though it was in front of a few people. Maybe, maybe 20. <laughs> if that. Maybe you know. 20 at a bowling alley. In that Warren, was getting ready to close. Warren? Yeah. It was getting ready to close down. And I knew I was in trouble when I left the hotel and I put the address in, right? And I let my phone take me there. And it led me, it led me to some type of a cornfield. And I'm going, oh my God. Yeah, I remember that. You were driving around. Yes. And I'm like, and all of a sudden I go, oh my God. Dave Robich is going to have me whacked. <laughs> That's all yeah. I kept it was, yeah. So we go out there, you know, and they were they were going to have this show. I guess it was like a last-ditch effort for this bowling alley to stay open. And it was well, it was Crest Lanes on the top of the on the top of the strip in Warren. And it was like 60 lanes. And we get there and all the open? lanes. No, it's a storage unit now. Oh wow. And like they had like four lanes open, and the rest of the place is pitch dark. <laughs> and then they say you got to go back to the room for the comedy, the funny farm. And so you had to go down like this dark, 
this is no, this isn't even an exaggeration. You go down this real dark this. hallway. There's nothing there. The whole bowling alley is dark except for these six drunk people <laughs> that are sitting there. And I'm 40 lanes, 40 <laughs> lanes, and three lanes are open. Okay. And the place is all pitch dark. There's big potholes in the parking lot and everything. And there so are anyways, maybe 20 people. So, anyways, what happens is this guy here. <laughs> says listen he goes i'm not gonna do my regular show tonight he goes let's just me and you get up there and just start shooting shit out and we'll bring the wheel of spank and we'll we'll do this and we'll do that right so i get up there and we start doing this <laughs> stupid shit right and the people are just sitting there with this dumbfounded look on their face this isn't the basil and, show. Yeah. And there's this one couple there that were bound and determined to see the real basil show. They call up the owner of the comedy club while they're sitting at their table. We're doing this stupid shit. The manager just comes and grabs me and pulls me off the stage and says, get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> He might have said asshole. He might have said asshole. And I'm sitting there thinking, I had nothing to do with this. I was happy to come there and tell my few jokes to get you ready. And then you go be basil. And, and, and I you, remember, <laughs> I'm like, when you, I remember you getting off. And, and I'm looking at, at the audience. Goes, he is such an ass. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think that, that was, was that was so freaking funny. That, well, that's another one of them stories like Jerry Springer and stuff. I tell that story all the time. I mean, when they just actually come up and they just grab you by your arm and pull you off the and I wasn't resisting. They could have went, they could have just went in the back and went. Right. And I would have got it. Yeah. Hey, come here. Okay. Hey, Baze, let me go see what these you, you continue to spin the wheel of spank. Oh, no. They maybe wanted, you could, they maybe, wanted you maybe, off. maybe you could smack somebody's ass with a pepperoni here while I go talk to this dude. Let me see what this and asshole I'm not, wants. I'm not, a, I'm not above that. Let me tell you, <laughs> I know you're you know. not. I, I yeah. thought you were just going to jump I right in there and keep you it rolling. With the salami and, you know, I thought you were going to keep the whole thing rolling, but it didn't <laughs> It didn't quite pan out that way. No, it didn't. It was probably one of the funniest moments that you and I hugged oh, each other and laughed. That, is, like, that, that, that was a classic oh my you know it's it, just the way that whole thing was set up you know i mean we're just sitting to me i mean listen the the thing of live performances and i mean this in a serious way it's beautiful live performances are always beautiful when you do a live performance with a friend like fred who have known each other we've known each other <laughs> at least 25 years longer than that you know and you and i have always laughed with each other laughed at each other we have always done something that was always a little bit like holy shit, what the, yeah, the right. wheel of spank you know <laughs> yeah. the hot wheels track this and that we have done so many crazy and the friend was like i got an idea okay tell me and, and you know what okay now this gotta go and this is another one now i feel like we're just these old guys sitting here but this is it mm -hmm. you know for people that don't know basil or you don't know us or you haven't heard these stories this is also the classic, okay? Because you hear us talking about all this goofy, crazy shit. And then, you know, we got the blind guy eating uh, a, a cake or whatever. You know, we got all this crazy stuff going on. But then Chrissy Patrick, who was just like, who was in, in with us, you know, the whole time too, throwing her own, you know, spin hilarious things. spin on things to begin with. But then when... 
she basil opened for elaine boozler at the yeah. your at the your performing arts center and she had never seen basil all she knew is it was this asshole that's coming in with the wheel <laughs> of spank and you know she she didn't know what was going on but there was something there and she didn't care because she's there you know looking for a hairbrush or rounding up the hot wheel track and lining the people up to get spanked or whatever you know and so it's such a beautiful moment to be honest with you <laughs> basil gets up he does his show and chris patrick had to go up to him after the show and goes oh i didn't know you were like a real comedian <laughs> <I remember that. laughs> that was still, really funny hey okay. that guy tells jokes and stuff <laughs> i thought he was some asshole he tells funny shit. It was funny because oh. Elaine Boozer was very, very complimentary to me. There were a couple people that have said things early in my career that really meant something to me. You know, Elaine Boozer was one of them. Um, well, Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison had some nice uh, words to say about Sam, you. You may remember. He got a great memory. Sam Kinison. I did a show at uh, Rascals Comedy Hour that I did. It was a TV show that was really made for the Trice area of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. And uh, it was called the Rascals Comedy Hour. And I did it. And Sam Kennison looked at me. He goes, hey, hey, come here. And I'm like, oh, Sam's yeah. talking to me. Come here. Come here. Hey, you're, you're funny. You're, you're funny. funny. You're funny. Uh, you're uh, funny. Uh, Listen to me. So he goes. So I told him I knew one of his friends, Viper, because I opened up for Ken Rogerson a lot. And I was on the road with him. And the reason why I was open with Ken Rogers, because Kenny had a drinking problem, and a little bit of a drug problem. And Kenny would always get in trouble because I went to law school. They thought I can get him out of trouble. So here I am, <laughs> okay. was the opener, the driver, and a guy who had to kind of watch over these idiots yeah, yeah. because I was more responsible, right? So I'm sitting there. And I said, I know Viper. Oh, my God. We should call him. And I'm like, I said, it's okay. Don't worry about it. But, yeah, I mean, when when he said that to me, it meant like that was like coming from God, you know. It says, you oh, know, at yeah. that time, Sam yeah. was the man. Oh yeah. And he goes, "You're funny. You're gonna be someone. You're gonna be doing, you know." And I'm like, "Thanks, Sam. I appreciate that." And you know, every time I go to uh, Oklahoma and Tulsa, every time I play there, I visit his gravesite. I don't know if it means anything, but he's you know, buried alongside. I was wondering alongside. if maybe me and you could go down to Paul Lynn's gravesite maybe this weekend if you get a couple of minutes off. The, Only if we're down, center down, squares down to down to Mount Vernon, and you know, just is that where he's comedy. buried in Mount Vernon? Oh yeah, is he really? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah, you center know, just as, as as comedians, you know, it's oh, like yeah. a comedian pilgrimage to the homage to the center square. You know, uh, and and we just had a death in the comedy uh, thing. You mentioned it earlier, um, Richard and, Lewis. Yeah, and uh, never met him before. I was going to um, ask you that. Yeah, I never met him before, but uh, he was very, very funny. Always played the insecure guy. I don't know. Maybe I should. I don't know if we go. I don't, you know, hey, you know, yeah, very, very funny. Yeah, chat. had his own. Oh, character. I'll tell you what. I'm sorry to see curb your enthusiasm as it's in its final season too. Yeah. I, I I really like that show. I think Larry David is so funny, and it and makes just... you feel so uncomfortable <laughs> yes. watching that show. I'm like, oh yes, it's like I don't know if I want to watch this because it felt so uncomfortable. You know, um, he just takes it right to that limit, man. Oh my god, so yeah. funny, so uh -oh. damn funny. But uh, he was truly, uh, you know, magnificent uh, entertainer, and I, that's the one thing that you won't 
you won't see too many of those guys. Listen, when I do my specials and when I do films, so I do jokes. I do jokes that make sense. That I bring the audience in, and that's what they did. They brought the audience in. They felt his insecurities. They felt all that stuff, and it's really, really cool to see. And I'm sorry he's entertaining up. Oh yeah, big guy right, 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 right. With all the great ones, absolutely. Well, what do you think? You ready to wrap this thing up? Do we have some fun here today, man, dude? This has been so much fun, and I'm sorry, the Viking. Back. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna have to talk to Viking Jim. We're gonna have to the call Viking him Jim, out. I said, Dave, Viking Jim, you're yeah, an ass. He really yeah. is. No, he is. You don't. You know what? You don't stand up, Basil. Yeah, no, do you know, you know who what? I am? Yeah. Do you know it's like Mo Green? Yeah. You know you're like Mo oh, Green. Shit. Now I'm gonna get a bullet in the eye. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, shit, you're such an ass. <laughs> no, but that, whenever you hear the "You know who I am," that's always you know oh the my first God. thing. You know who I am, I'm Mo Green. Oh my God! Bam! You get a bullet in the eye. <laughs> I don't want to go down that way. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. but I'm just saying though, he should show you some kind of respect. respect. That's oh, the respect you get from Viking Jim. We get an international, internationally known comedian star. 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 That, that was almost in hairspray, <laughs> and you don't show up to pay a little homage to have a drink. You, you, you cannot stopped. have a drink with Basil. You know what? What does that tell you about a person like that? There's no respect. And to be honest with you, he's going to be swimming with the fish a little bit later. You know, I'm just saying, things are going to happen. We're gonna do. We're gonna do him. We're gonna leave the gun, take the cannolis, and then take him to the mattresses. That's all I'm saying. There you go. Now, how do you like that, Viking Jim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll and I'm gonna be somewhere tomorrow. I don't know where the hell I'm gonna be, but I'm gonna probably go somewhere in Campbell and just go ahead and have some fun and get some Greek pastry. Yeah, why don't like you, that. man? I, I want. I want to send a shout out to Mary Patini. Oh, Mary. My, yeah, she's gonna be at the show. She'll Mary's the a show. great person. I and love you know, Mary. Mary's the one who basically starred the Greek thing. Uh-huh. You know, and where was it done? Warren, Ohio, at the oh man, I forgot the name of that hall. It's a place where they do a and mm, begins with an A. Uh, they have weddings there. They have all that stuff there at this hall. And they sell. They have a booze thing there, and they bring out food. They and they have like some long tables. I don't know. Man, and a stage. Just, they have like a stage where you could stand up on and it was say your shit. Beautiful. But she's the one who really started the growing yeah. up Greek in America thing. Yeah. Where people start, and we filmed it. It was. I said, let's film it and see what happens. Yeah. I spent twenty five hundred bucks back then. Yeah. And the combined thing, we sold over a million VHS, DVDs, and CDs that of that series of that growing up. I'll tell you what, you really did hit it with that thing, man. I mean, that, you know. It was, it was. I got to come and see you in Tarpon Springs one time. I was, I, you know what? I saw you. You were, you, yeah, you were in Palm Harbor, and I was going to send my Palm. son down. He had something going on, but. Uh, and Tarpon, man, is Greek Central. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you ever die for a sponge? You ever die no, for a sponge? No. Although no. you would think I would, but. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yes, I don't, I don't die for sponges. You don't really? Yeah, no, I don't. SpongeBob, maybe, but not okay. Sponges. All right. You don't die. I, is that a, like a Greek thing? I don't die. I don't die for I don't sponges. Die for sponges. Bitch. B- bitch. Yeah. And bitch with that. What's, what's the Greek word for bitch? What do you, you know? Oh, you know, what, or what's the what's the equivalent like? Uh, you know, I don't die for the for Greeks sponges. out there. What is the equivalent to the word bitch? Butana, vre butana, okay, that sounds like it. That sounds yeah. like it means something. Butana bitch whore or whatever yeah yeah you know but it's, it's something that i don't usually yeah so what what greek words should i know is there anything that I, I i need to know that would get me through my day i am gonna give you a phrase that my yaya my grandmother okay oh so this is a good one okay this so it's vre vre 
Malakismeno. Malakimeno? No, not Malaki. Malakismeno. Malakismeno. Plasma. Plasma. Vre Malakismeno plasma. Okay. So, so, say vre Malakismeno plasma. 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 Like plasma almost. Yeah. Plasma. It's but like plasma. You, 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 you soft thing. <laughs> vre, you soft thing. Malaki. Now say Malaka, then you're a jerk off. But Malakismeno. That's a good thing. It, well, it means that you're soft. Oh, I, oh so, soft for, so if you're saying that to a woman, it's a, it's a compliment. Like, hey, you little whore, let me give you one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's the one I need that's to know. That's the one you need to right, know. Right, that's right, perfect. right, right. Write that down for yeah. me a little bit. Write that down so I and know that. And to be honest with you, for all the Greeks out there, Ella Sepenimeno, they have a great program on Netflix. Θα σε περιμένουμε Σαββάτο στις 8 η ώρα. Ο Βασίλης έρχεται να κάνει το αγγλικό πρόγραμμα for Netflix. Why do I think he was talking about me? No, I wasn't. You, you were Don Fred. Okay. You There's weren't no talking real, about no. me. You weren't There's like, There's no you know. real word for Fred. Okay, so are you uh, are you like one of them guys that, you know, when you and your Greek buddies get together and somebody can't, and you're talking about other people and oh, stuff? Oh, no, no two ways, but I am definitely one of those guys. <laughs> That's you. I would sit there. <laughs> All right, one more funny basil story, then we're going to go, because I still got, I got more work to do back at the radio station. I'm not even serious? done you got to go back? Oh, well, yeah. I got to go to yeah. my hotel. Well, see, that's the problem. When you start at 2, when you get there at oh, 3 wow. o'clock, then you got to stay until wow 3 to 11 dude. 3 to 12 dude you it's, know it's you know but that's the problem about being a night owl though you're a night owl right you don't yeah, get you up what? are you up earlier yeah or are you really yeah yeah right. you're not like uh like this one of these guys that gets up at two and no, then starts the crack the day of and, no, no and then you get done with the show and it's one no. two three o'clock especially you go now to bed. because i got my my got one of my directors coming in tomorrow night i gotta get ready for the you know for the filming so we gotta uh, block sam out Kinison everything didn't do it that way no sam he just showed up falls on. out yeah ah, ah, yeah you know, no, no so, you ain't uh, you ain't no sam kinnison but no, okay but you know what i'm saying yeah i know what you're saying yeah but you know fred Ron White. I don't think Ron White goes to bed early. That's why Ron White is 19, and look how old he looks. <laughs> Fred, things are different these days. Okay. You know, wokeism is on top of us. <laughs> so what's that have to do with somebody being a night owl like back in the uh, day? And you, know, you get up day, at we noon. We can't even one. talk about that. You you noon know, one, you go to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's and... different now, Fred. Everyone's offended. You know, my sister-in-law wanted me to go ahead and tell the kids the birds and bees. And I said, I, I don't I don't want to tell the kids the birds and bees. She says, why? Because I want to say something wrong. Just tell the kids the birds and bees in the cleanest way you know how. Okay? I said, I, I really I really don't want to. Just tell the kids the damn birds and bees. And I said, okay. <laughs> kids, gather around for Uncle Basil. going to tell you the birds and bees. And I looked at him and I said, there are birds and there are bees, and some bees don't want to be bees anymore, and they want to get their stingers cut off, and they become ladybugs, and don't even get me started with the fruit flies, because that's different, and then the worker bees are upset because the worker bees don't want to be known as worker bees, they want to be known as the cooperative for the betterment of the hive. So all of a sudden the queen bee is pissed off because she doesn't like her queen. Her pronoun is queen bee. She is known now as that that gives birth to them. As you can tell, Fred, the honey went to shit. And the birds are looking at each other, go, fuck this. We're going down south where this shit doesn't happen. 
Thank you very much for joining, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Basil. Make sure you join us coming up this Saturday, Robin's Theater, downtown Warren. Uh, you can find tickets at robinstheater.com, and it is going to be a great night. Thanks, and Brett. be a part of the big uh, taping for the comedy special, and we are going to have some fun. And like I say, with all the longtime Basil fans in town, you know what to expect, and uh, – we are definitely going to have a great time. Base, always you, good hanging with you, brother. Love you, And uh, we are going to have a great time Saturday night. Absolutely. Be there, folks. We'll see you there. Remember, Netflix, hey, to represent everyone from the Warren Youngstown area. Love you can you guys. see the we'll guy see that was almost on hairspray. on hairspray with the guy that was almost on Jerry Springer. What a night <laughs> what it's going to be. What a night. <laughs> Love you guys. Base, thank you, my man. Thanks, As brother. always. Thanks, Joe, brother. thank you, Joe Danier. Uh, we'll catch you Monday for the uh, regular time. Another good time, Basil. Dude, I love you, man. Awesome, Thank you, brother. Thanks. Boy, that was good. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content. Feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook.